Yeah, welcome to Townhouse. So we've uh, doggers and doggettes and uh, everything in between. Uh, it's our favourite thing. Yeah, coming down to you and another show from a dog. Uh, good things lined up. Yeah, we're calling it the racket show this time. We've been doing a racket, hitting a racket. We're going to be me doing a racket, and uh, we're going to be in the middle of a racket. Too many ways of being a racket. Oh yeah, whatever that means. Yeah, we've got a whole lot of uh, tracks and uh, stuff that you're going to dig, and um, an interview with Ash Grumwell coming up in the show about his new album Mojo, a cool thing. Hi everybody, uh, podcasting and streaming it on your catcher and uh, Kansas City Online Radio, Broom Radio, Look at Radio, Smokesick Radio, Blues at Rock Radio, all in UK. And uh, we're loving that you're getting by and getting us down. And this is the uh, podcast of the dog. Uh, let's hit it off. Oh yeah.
know, yeah, uh, on the dog there, the racket show kicking off with uh, Damon Fowler out of uh, Florida, US of A, from uh, 2014 release, just called Sounds of Home. He's got a new thing out, something about whiskey sessions or something, but uh, love that, love his stuff. Damon Fowler, of course, and um, yeah, uh, thought I had it all, uh, but it had me, and uh, my mama told me uh, about uh, this sort of life, yeah. Thank you very much, dog. Well, there you go. Thank you very much, dog. Well, uh, that is uh, Watermelon Slim um, doing the dog thing. And on the racket show, the racket's uh, something you hit a ball with, uh, something you do to make illegal money. Well, you make a lot of noise. Uh, take your pick. We might be making a lot, a lot of noise with the Cashbox Kings. <laughs> Take off like a cat squirrel in a tree 
Kings here. Uh, that's Chicago sound, uh, that's for sure. And uh, Wailing. Wailing out there. What a good thing. Uh, they've been uh, moving around the States and we're doing a lot of gigs the next uh, month or two to get onto them. The Real Deal. Uh, harmonica Giant singer Joe Nosek. And Oscar Wilson, of course, on, uh, on the vocals. What a good thing. On the dog. Yeah, we're hearing the Cashbox Kings every time. They uh, they uh, do their thing. We're loving it, that's for sure. A racket show. I'm making a racket. Hey, this is Ash Grunwald, and you're listening to the Salty Dog Blues Show. Oh well, yes, you is, and uh, with Ash Grunwald, uh, Grunwald, which way you want to pronunciate it, Solly. But uh, did interview um, uh, Ash recently on his new album Mojo. Fantastic thing. Talks about a five-year hiatus and uh, getting his mojo back. I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to play that interview out at the end of the show, so stand by for that. Um, it's a good thing, a lot of cuts from the new album too. And here's one um, from that new album, Mojo, just called uh, Going Out West, which is a Tom Waits thing. She reckons he looks cool without a shirt. Well, Waits did. <laughs> Ash Grumwald um, here from Land of Oz and uh, all around the globe, Going Out West from the Mojo album. Yeah.
Sunny dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sunny dog. Uh, what a good thing there, um, Ash Grumwell there, and then on harmonica Kim Wilson from the his own self and the fabulous Thunderbirds and um, everything else. What a wild thing! And if you listen to the interview a bit later in the show, you'll hear Ash talk about how they lost that recording, um, uh, all of them, and then they got them all back. And then he put a whole bunch of other things on. Um, anyway, stand by. You're going to enjoy that interview. He talks about a lot of good things. Uh, does Ash Grunwell from the land of Oz? Yes, indeed. Yeah, if you want to subscribe to the dog, uh, Dollar Future Week will uh, get you right. Get on to sully.com.au and check the uh, subscribe button. You can grab a, a USB full of old shows, a T-shirt or a, a Bluetooth speaker or CDs and all sorts of stuff. So uh, help us out, sully.com.au. Uh, subscriber bribe. Subscriber bribe. Uh, I don't know where I got that sort of uh, inclination into the voice. Subscriber bribe. What were you on, Sully? Uh, what were you doing? Subscriber bribe. But if you if you do like the dog, you can do a subscriber bribe. And let's do some uh, Kim Wilson zip it up. Yeah, I love it. Shoes on your feet. Took you off the street, darling. Put the fine shoes on your feet. Yeah, sit you at the table and buy you some to eat. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. Up your nose. Why 
Told me straighten up and you can be with me I put it down I put it down You know I went and put it down I wanna keep that girl around I used to see the sunrise before I went to bed Wake up with a whiskey bottle by my head I put it down I put it down You know I went and put it down I wanna keep that girl around You pull me on a shelf, 
You know I treat you better than I Damn myself, you put me down You put me down Now girl, you went and put me down Scuba Dive on a dog. Uh, threesome there right at the start. Turn around. So, um, usually we uh, wait for a little while before we, we do the threesome, but we did it then. I uh, just heard from Doug Deming and the Jewel Tones out of the States. Uh, Doug Deming from Michigan originally. And they've been playing all around the place. That's from an album falling through the cracks. And I'm going to put it down because I met you, baby. See how long that lasts. In the middle there, Kid Carlos Band, instrumental, uh, called Sidetracked from their album Cannonball. Check them out. And, of course, we kicked off there with uh, Segway, Seguin from um, the Ash Grumwald thing because uh, Kim Wilson was playing harp with Ash Grumwald and that was a Kim Wilson track that's one of the dog's favourites. You've probably heard it before if you're a, a regular dog listener. Apologies for that. Don't bite the hand that feeds you from the album That's Life. That's life indeed. Yeah, Sully Dog Blues and Roots. Heard uh, Kansas City Online Radio, Radio Galari Broom, West Australia, Smokestack Radio, Look at Radio UK, Newsette Rock Radio UK, your favourite uh, podcast catcher, and the mothership, sully.com. sully.com.au. I'm going to go with something from Bandit of Sydney, the Big Merino. Merino is a sheep. That evidently, uh, they said Australia ran on the sheep's back because they used to, they developed this merino sheep that had good wool and they'd uh, shear it in the sheds and send it back to the mother country, UK, in those days. Big Merino is the name of the band. Check it out.
Suburban Wildlife. How can you be so sure? I don't know. Try it out. The new album is just called uh, Sweet Little Angel. And um, it came out July 2019, which uh, the dog has here somewhere, but he fumbles around. And uh, in that fumbling, um, I didn't put my hand on the new one, put my hand on the old one, but I'm enjoying that thing. Some fugal horn there, or at the back of it. I'm not sure, but uh, I'm digging it on the dog, yeah. Hi, I'm El Slavic, and you're listening to Salty Dog. Yes, you are. Let's do some Joe Bonamassa.
track from the album Redemption by Joe Bonamassa and uh, what a powerful thing there. Joe Bonamassa, of course, powering on and um, the master of blues in the digital age and um, he's doing really good for himself and uh, why wouldn't he? Hello, this is Joe Bonamassa and you're listening to Salty Dog Blues and Roots. Never thought those words would ever come out of my mouth, but <laughs> there they are. Hey, this is John Hammond and you're listening to Salty Dog Blues and Roots. Mm, yes, you are. And uh, thanks everybody for giving us a card and... Uh, doing the dog thing, thang, the dog thing, on the racket show. There's some racket going on there, isn't there? Let's do something from uh, Finnish land, uh, Finland. Lena and the Slide Brothers, not your fault.
As long as I don't giggle. <laughs> um, it's such a girl that. thing. <laughs> it's such a girl thing. So you getting your money's worth out of that little card. That's for sure. But uh, that was Lena and the Slide Brothers from Finland. They've won quite a few competitions in uh, in Finland. Best Blues Band. Been in the European Blues Challenge final as well. And uh, good sound. Uh, the album uh, just called Four. I think it must be their the fourth album. Uh, Lena Lindros on vocals and bass. Uh, Lena and the Slide Brothers. Uh, check them out. I'll tell you what. Uh, pretty nice thing there. Hi, this is Nathan Seeks, and you're listening to the Salty Dog Blues and Roots podcast. It's the best damn podcast in the business. Yeah, we, uh, we like that. Nathan Seeks over in Nashville at the moment. Americana roots player from Australia, and uh, anybody who says the best in the business gets a double run. Hi, this is Nathan Seeks, and you're listening to the Salty Dog Blues and Roots podcast. It's the best damn podcast in the business. <laughs> do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Yeah, why not? Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Let's do something from Dave Stewart, um, who's part of the Eurythmics, of course, and um, Thomas Lindsay uh, vocals with him. From an album called Spitballin' and Two People. Hey 
people torn apart by the lives they've led. Two people torn apart by the things they've said. Two people broken. Stuart Lindsay there from the album Spitball, and uh, certainly you can hear the uh, Eurythmics uh, pedigree there, that's for sure. A bit of a pedigree going back for Eurythmics Vault. Good thing, two people. And uh, I think we should go back in the vault. It's open, turn down, so I know you've been hanging out for it. This is about 30 years ago, maybe 28 years ago. Um, put out an album in 1992, not 2000, Sully, on the racket show. You're doing a racket, making a racket, hitting a racket. And it's called Lou Reed, one of our favourites on the show. I did I did read his uh, biography after he passed on and uh, the work that uh, David Bowie and he did with that Transformer album sort of kicked his career off after Velvet Underground. So anyway, get hold of it if you can. But uh, Lou Reed, um, 92, did an album called Magic and Loss. You had to be a fan to, uh, to uh, because it wasn't that accessible. But there was a great song on it called What's Good, The Thesis. Let me, let's uh, see if we can hear it on the dog. <laughs> Life's like me and a soda And life's like space without room And life's like bacon and ice cream That's what life's like without you Life's like forever becoming But life's forever dealing and hurt Now life's like death without living That's what life's like without you Like Sanskrit read to a pony I see you in my mind's eye Strangling on your tongue What good is knowing such devotion I've been around I know what makes things wrong What good is seeing our chocolate What good's a computerized nose And what good is cancer in April Why no good No good at all Killing. What good is rain that falls up? 
What good's a disease that won't hurt you? Why no good? I guess no good at all. What good are these thoughts that I'm thinking? It must be better, huh? Not to be thinking at all. A styrofoam lover with emotions of concrete. No, not much. Not much at all. What good is life without living? What good's this lion that barks? You love to life, others throw away nightly. It's not fair. Not fair at all. What's good? Oh, baby, what's good? What's good? What's good? Not much at all. Hey baby, what's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? Not much at all. What's good? What's good? What's good? Life's good. Life's good. Life's good. What's good? Life's good, but not fair at all. Good thing there, what's good? Not much at all, but uh, enjoying it anyway there. Great thing from Lou Reed from about 92 in the vault. So, I shut that vault down. I better see my doctor about a better sound effects. But, um, gonna play a track from uh, a compilation. I haven't played it before, I just checked my uh, search things. On the uh, web, on the salty, you can search for things. Three years ago, so forgive me. It's from an album um, that was put out by people doing um, This Notes for You, Neil, or something like that. This Notes for You Too, a tribute to Neil Young. But um, the, the, the singer's a guy named Eric Amble, and I did hear him do some really unusual stuff in the past, really edgy stuff. And this is version of Revolution Blues, so it's worth hearing again after three years. And if you haven't heard it before, well, it's pretty good. Pretty good something on the dog on the racket.
Cars, I don't know if you could uh, put that out anymore. Um, they probably could have put him before a committee. But um, there you go, Neil Young from way back, uh, Revolution Blues, and Eric Amblett version on an album just called uh, This Notes for You Too. There's some good things on that. If you like those earlier Neil Young songs, uh, as most of us do, uh, that's for sure. Is um, Listen to the uh, Ash Grumwald interview. We talk a bit about longevity and uh, musicians. It's coming up real soon. That's for sure. Now I'm going to play someone uh, from Land of Oz as well, another one. Hey there, this is Russell Morris, and you're on Soddy Dog Blues and Roots. Yeah, on the racket show, the Russell Morris, no racket. The uh, man's hitting 70s, early 70s, or just hit it, or something like that. It's going to hit it. And sounds better than ever. He's a John Marl of Australia. 
John Mile 86 just released another album. So let's hear uh, Black and Blue Heart from Russell Morris, the uh, title track of his new album. What you are, you're unsteady on your feet Reeling dumbfounded and you're so confused Well, we all so what we're You're intimidated, you've been betrayed And you've been let down oh, so many times You're a hopeless romantic And you're standing out there on the firing line But I can see under your guard I can see your battle scarred You've got a black and blue heart You've got a black and blue heart You've got a black and blue heart You're a little bit nervous That may be true you try to hide it so well You're cautious, unwilling and maybe unable to know who can tell Your emotions bubble over sometimes when you're drowning You're drowning all at sea But in time I can feel hopeful for you Well I guess we just wait and see Cause I can see under your guard I can see your battle scarred You've got a black and blue heart You've got a black and blue heart You've got a black back up and you're standing right there on your feet you've been intimidated you've been betrayed you've been let down oh so so many times you're a hopeless romantic and you're standing up there on the firing line but i can see under your guard i can see the battle scars 
got a black and blue heart. You got a black and blue heart. You got a black You got a black and blue heart. You got a black and blue heart. You got a black Russell Morris there from his um, uh, new album Black and Blue Heart and uh, that's a title track okay, some Lark and Poe uh, not going out uh, just uh, before we head off to that Ash Grumble interview Soldy um, but I'll uh, finish this segment off with uh, Lark and Poe who are coming back to Bluesfest 2020 in Australia and be travelling around Here's their version of the uh, track uh, Hard Time Killing Floor. So we're going to go out with this and then we're going to move into that uh, interview with a whole lot of music and stuff from Ash Grummel, which you're really going to love. So um, don't you go away. But uh, in this segment, just remember the dog's signing off for this segment and uh, take care of yourself and look after each other. I can pose. These hard times.
drive you from door to door Sing this song, I ain't gonna sing no more Sing this song, I ain't gonna sing no more Sing this song, I ain't gonna sing no more Hey, this is Rebecca of Larkin Poe, and you're listening to Salty Dog Blues and Roots. Sully Dog here. We're talking here with uh, Ash Cromwell about his new album, uh, Mojo. Young man on the yeah. Side. I rest my feet in Stoke My granddaddy looked at his watch. He said, Boys, I think it's time to strike a blow. I was born with a hammer in my hand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ash, uh, it's been about five years uh, not recording much and uh, getting these uh, things back together and um, had a lot to say about uh, that little journey there. Let's head off with uh, some Ash Grunwald here about the new album. Great singer, songwriter from Land of Oz and right around the globe. Ash Grunwald. Let's go have to do some time on this. Let's probably go with the roots. Uh, Ash, a few things have been happening for you, a new album, a new book and everything else. Uh, What's uh, it's been a five year break? I understand. What's what's uh, been happening in that five years? Ah, well, lots of um, lots of music still. Yeah. Um, this album I recorded a lot of it overseas about five years ago, and then I had a break when the album sort of went missing. Yeah. And so. Um, that was kind of hard to take at the time. Yeah. Um, and then we moved to Bali, and I spent a lot of time surfing, regrouping, still playing. Yeah. But um, I just think, really, looking back on the time period now, I realise that it was a bit of a hiatus, really. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just feel through the things that happened, particularly last year, when I really started to work on, you know, trying to turn things around, really. Yeah. Career-wise, um, yeah. lifestyle-wise, was going pretty well. <laughs> but yeah. um, output-wise, it wasn't going well. I was doing a lot of reaping, but not much sowing. Yeah. Um, I just plunder. <laughs> <laughs> Come back, do gigs. You know, I was still getting paid some pretty good money. Yeah. And then go back and just live the life in Bali. Sure. Um, but... Yeah, at the start of 2018, I started really knuckling down and trying to change things. And one thing I've discovered is that the way to do that is to sort of put your head down, bum up, and put more input into what you do. You know, so I started really um, woodshedding on my guitar playing. Yeah. And um, that's why, you know, this album has a bit more of a blues rock sound on a lot of the songs and it's just a you know it's uh not overly wacky guitar playing but for me it's a lot more flashy than what I was capable of doing before um yeah. so yeah that, that, that's sort of what I've been working on great um, um I think 
it's a return to the blues for you, is it? Is that, would you describe it as that? Say that again. Is it a return to the blues for you? Would you describe it that way? I maybe yeah I guess I would. I yeah. don't, in my own mind, I never really stray as far as people think. Yeah, because the elements that I was blending with it were just like I was just trying to do something new with bluesy music. I wouldn't say everything I've done is straight down the line blues. Sure. But um, really, I think almost every album that I've ever done is pretty bluesy. It's just that sometimes it was made electronically. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it was made with a rock band. I mean, I guess now, the album now probably strays the furthest. It's a bit more like had a, almost a classic rock um, to it a little bit with, but then with 70s kind of synthesizer playing the bass lines. Yeah. But still, the riffs were pretty much bluesy, blues rock kind of vibe, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's all I really can do. Um, and it's all I want to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is the bluesiest one I've done for a while. Um, and I'm really happy with that. I think that's the time, you know. It's the time for me to do that. Yeah, well, it's a great album. The, uh, the tracks I've heard are fantastic. And um, I think last time I spoke with you was 10, 10 12 years ago. Um I think you said Australians are more conservative in their approach to blues than, than other parts of the world, um, which is an interesting comment at the time. Um, but you've got some great people playing with you on this. Um, Terry Evans, who was with Ry Cooter for a long time, the Teskey Brothers, Joe Bonamassa, uh, Kim Wilson, one of my favourites, um, and then locally Ian Collard, Mahalia Barnes, so it's a, it's a who's who. Um, was there a reason? It could, it could have been Ash Crumwood and Friends, couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it started like that. That was the whole idea. Yeah, we're talking with Ash Crumwood here on The Dog. Let's hear a track uh, from this new album, Mojo. This one's got uh, Kim Wilson, uh, one of another's, just called uh, Trouble's Door. Brian Brinkerhoff over there in, um, well, he's from San Francisco, but he flew me over to LA to record most of that album. And yeah. the idea was to, you know, really showcase me to an American audience. Yeah. And that's, I guess, why it's a bit more 
even then, even though I hadn't been working on my guitar playing too hard yeah. um, at that time, still the beds of the tracks were made so that you could do big solos and get other guests in and play solos and just have a fun blues and friends kind of album. Yeah. And um, so then when I got back to Australia, I, I carried on with that theme. And it is a bit of an end friends album, really. There's one, only one track that doesn't have a guest on it. Yeah. And that was from a completely different session. I was saying, you, you played with the uh, Teskey Brothers uh, on the track, Ain't My Problem. Um, and they've been flying high um, recently. And how, how, was, uh, how was the recording for that particular track? Yeah, that was epic. I mean, it was really cool because like, I recorded it as a solo song. And then basically I got them in. Yeah, and um, I I thought pretty much when I asked them to do it, it was going to be pretty much Josh laying down some vocals. But yeah. the whole band sat in on the track, and then it built into this really big band track, and that's because of the Teskey Brothers. Yeah, um, so it was a really cool process. I've never done anything like that. They basically tracked their whole band to my original solo recording, and that yeah. was in their full analog studio to you know to analog tape really old school gear with their distinctive Motown kind of sound so yep. you know I felt very honoured to have those guys on there and you know they're really carrying the torch the next generation and they're just smashing it um, you know Josh's voice oh my god you know yeah. gotta be I really can't think of a male old voice like that in this country I think they're absolutely world class, and I think the world thinks that too. You know, so it's a really good thing. But I'm really honoured um, to have them on. On, and you know, like it's funny how the world works. Yeah. You know, for me, I felt like I was coming out of a bit of a creative slump uh, in a way, and then I sort of come back to Australia and sort of start getting stuff happening again. And then yeah. all these people come out and. Um, I've sort of had some assistance from things that I did in the past, like the Teskey Brothers actually, I only found out when I was doing a podcast with Josh that they actually supported me back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> and also, as I've actually, I found that a little bit, I also with Ziggy Albert on my podcast, I found out he supported me too. <laughs> but um, like all these world beaters, like, oh yeah, I remember that, I think. Um, yeah. But um, those guys, when they were little kids, they used to busk at the St Andrews Markets in Victoria, which is in the country yep. in Victoria. Yeah. And I used to play at the pub over the road, so they used to come watch me with their dad. Yeah. So it's pretty classic, the way it all works out. Yeah, I, I spent a bit of time out there in those days as well at the markets. Um, uh, so, so, yeah, I remember seeing them used to play around lunchtime uh, in a little tent there. Yeah, and then, you know, the Saturday um, acoustic blues session was sort of after lunch. Yeah. Yeah, it sort of all worked out. And, you know, they would have seen... I know they've told me that they also saw Chris Wilson and Jeff Atchison and other, you know, great... They probably saw Collard, Greens and Gravy and a few other acts. Um, so, you know, they were lucky that they grew up. Yeah. And, um, you know, going to the school they went to, you know, dining yeah. school, that yeah. you really encouraged... Yeah, let's hear that track. Uh, Teskey Brothers and Ash Grumwald. Ain't my problem.
component thing. They had a real teacher there, Sam Linton Smith, who was really into blues and yeah, good lot of guys. So like that's been really good. And Josh and I have done a little bit more jamming after that. Um, yeah. So you know, more news to come on that down the track. Fantastic, fantastic. I also have an interview with Daniel, although I didn't meet them up in Bar and I said we'd do it, but I and they went overseas and it hasn't happened, but it will, no doubt. Now, they, obviously, so there's some of the old uh, favourites of yours going out west and um, uh, and some um, uh, how many more years and things like that. There's a number of new tracks for, for writing. What's been the writing process for you lately? Well, there's so higgledy-piggledy on this album, but that's, you know, I, I like that about it. Um, yeah, it's all very different. You know, like there's that song 3AM, which is like a hill country blues, uh, you know, Skip James... Yeah, spooky kind of track, and then there's Mountain, which is a bit like my old way of doing stuff where it's all done kind of with loops and stuff, and it's sort of all mishmash kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I've got a soft spot for Mountain. Um, uh, well, it'd be interesting to see what happens with Mountain, whether we get it on a movie or something like that, if it's got that kind of sound to it. It'd be cool if we did. Um, and then Harley Barnes was killing it on that. Yeah. Um, and then Whispering Voice, that's an old song that I used to do on the lap still really minimally. But then I yeah. sort of, because I had um, Tio Malantua from um, South Africa on the bass. Yeah. And uh, Pete Wilkins on drums, they're, they're my current rhythm section and they're really quite, you know, they can go anywhere. And, you know, Tio's got his full thing that he brings to it so it was almost like we did a dub blues for that and I was in a Hendrixy direction on guitar so you know there's all these different feels and then you know I was really happy with um, Hammer the song I wrote for that, for that session yeah over the moon about the how that came out with Terry Evans's vocals um, and that's really important to me um that's a career highlight getting Terry Evans on those songs. Um, it's pretty amazing when you get to, you know, if you're a blues singer and you get to sing, to write parts or something, you can do it better than you um, to, to sing stuff. And I feel like I've, I had that experience with Terry and then, you know, I had that experience with Josh too. And it's yeah. exciting as a songwriter. Yeah, for sure. Um, Terry Owens, he must be getting on now. He's been singing a long time. Well, he died, actually. Did he? That. Yeah. So, I didn't catch up on that. Yeah, so... In the time that the album was lost, he passed away. So that made it even more... And same... I didn't meet Eddie the Chief Clearwater. Yeah. On, but also, he passed away. So... Oh. Some of that was... Terry, that meant so much to me and it meant a lot. You know, I, I, I feel like very honoured to have met him. He's such an, um, was such an amazing singer and he seemed yeah. like such a mellow, cool, humble guy. Yeah. You know, really big fella with just yeah. a huge voice. Um, and um, that was that was a highlight of me. I was so overjoyed. Yeah, that. They say, give a child a hammer. Oh, the coming in, and I 
album out in '94, I think, was after he broke up with his wife. And fan, I think Ray Kuda produced it too. It's a brilliant piece of work. Um, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, great talent. Uh, tell me about the, the you just released a, a book too about surfing and music. Um, we have interviewed a lot of famous surfers. Um, is, um, how did that, how did you decide to become an author? Well, I was approached um, to write a book, and I just thought, you know, I'm no musicologist and I'm no shredding surfer, but I'm the king of <laughs> of lifestyle and. Uh, and, you make it happen, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I just, uh, yeah, I've been so blessed. Um, whoever thought I could have had a really good living out of playing music and then be such a cheeky asshole to use that to go travel around Australia and then the rest of the world and, you know, surf all around and go on all these trips and meet all these people. And, you know, yeah. really my close friends are a lot of... Um, Pro surfers and ex-pros, and they all love music and are really good musicians as well. And I just thought, everybody's actually done a uh, book on seeing what the commonalities between these two things are. And, yeah. you know, in my interview with Jack Johnson, he just had so many great things to say. And one of them was that um, he likened, you know, in surfing, we have an amazing surfer called Tom Curran, who's sort of like the Jedi master. Um, he sort of changed the whole sport. Um, and he's just got this, uh, he's just super stylish, let's put it that way. Yeah. And, um, and then, uh, so Jack said, watching Tom Surf is like listening to a B.B. King solo. <laughs> uh, you know, he just, and it was so cool. And, um, got that. And, um, and um, jammed with and interviewed Kelly Slater and Steph Gilmore. So that was like 17 world titles in a day. <laughs> yeah, wow. And um, I ended up playing this beautiful D'Angelico guitar that Steph had that she, was, she got hooked up with. And um, I ended up getting a hookup with them as well. And it came through on my birthday. Wow. I had, had to go into the back blocks of Hollywood and go into the house of uh, the drummer from Guns N' Roses. He has a studio. Yeah. <laughs> the, the sort of showroom is out the back of there. <laughs> it was like all very surreal on my birthday. And I'd just been, as I told you, I'd, you know, at the start of the year, I was sort of battling away and I, I was trying to manifest something better for myself and my life and, um, and really try and lift my head and try and, you know, have those big goals and things that you're excited about that you do when you're young. Yeah. Then, you know, like, once you've been doing it for 20 years, you sort of accept where you're at and, you know, start yeah. to wonder if you're going to wind down. <laughs> um, so that's what that... So that was really important for me when I was over there. And it was really important for me that I got that free guitar. Um, yeah. It, and on my birthday, it was kind of like the universe saying, yeah, you're on the right track. And I was asking Steph Gilmore about, you know, things about, you know, can you really manifest your dreams? You know, like, you know, do you guys try and do that? You know, is that how you... And she's like, yeah, totally. That's what Kelly does. That's what I do, you know. Yeah. You can really put it out. When she, well, I remember Steph saying, you know, that she wasn't... didn't believe in 
God, God in the Christian sense or anything like that, but like he did believe that you could put a prayer out to the universe and try and bring what you want in life into being. And yeah. sorry if this is getting too cosmic, but that's cool. It was really interesting. It was what I needed to hear at that time, and then I just felt like getting that guitar, and then you know Steph went off and won her seventh world title. Yeah, after that, that was just really interesting. And then a lot of the interviews went like that. It was like the right thing at the right time. And yeah. uh, the book sort of documents a lot of life change, and it's a sort of bit of a how to pull yourself out of a midlife crisis book in a way. Which it yeah. wasn't meant to be. It was meant to be fun in the sun and yeah, yeah. <laughs> just interviewing some interesting people. But it ended up being a lot more than that. And I, um, it, it just went out on Monday. But yeah. um, I'm getting this really good feedback that people are loving the life change vibe of it. People who aren't into music or surfing. Sure. And that makes me just so stoked. Yeah, well, I, I guess, um, yeah, some of the material I read about this um, album, they were saying you were, what can I say, the, the depressed or in a funk or whatever. Um, and um, this is a sort of like a re-emergence uh, of Ash Grumble. Is that, is that the right way to, to talk about it? Yeah, it is. And I must say, you know, like it's not something... Oh, well, yeah. I was about to say it's not something I felt at the time. You know, I still had plenty of laughs and good times. But yeah, yeah I think it was, you know. It's only when you look back on these things in your life or when things go better that you start to look back and go, oh, geez, that was a bit of a bit of a tough, tough truck, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, I remember interviewing Lord, Lord Spiegel. He said he he was riding high, um, doing very well, and he said he came off stage on uh, some big uh, festival and people were raving about him. He said, I went at the back and I just felt flat, you know, like... Uh, and I had to reinvent myself. <laughs> and um, so he stopped what he was doing and then reinvented himself. So I guess this part of that reinvention is a constant uh, process throughout life. Absolutely. And Lloyd and I, you know, we used to even play together back in the day. And uh, yeah. we're on, you know, we've been in it a similar time. He's been in it longer than me because he started so young. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, very similar trajectory um, or very similar time in it and I'll tell you what it doesn't matter if you're you know Bob Dylan or you know whatever and whatever level of success you've had it it's not to do with that it's to do no. with time it, it, you know your success is only in comparison to the success that you have experienced yeah but you know I wonder I interviewed Pete Murray in the book too and I wonder because like his first album went um, five times platinum. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, he's never done that again. No. But like, you know, is he, and he's just so positive. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't lived his whole life thinking that he's in decline from going, yeah. you know, um, five times platinum. Um, <laughs> so, you know, he's, and nor should he. He just smashed it once. And yeah. then other times he's been really successful. But one time he smashed it out of the park. Um, yeah, yeah. So good on him, you know. Like, why should he ever feel anything negative about anything associated with that? But we're just funny creatures, humans. Yeah. And yeah. I, I've never stopped pinching myself about my career, and it, it really delivers things to me well beyond my wildest dreams. 
So it's kind of ironic that I could ever turn around at any stage and ever feel bad. But if you ever get less numbers at your show or yeah. or an album doesn't go well or you know or your you know your record company folds or you you know you get like I had that album lost. Yeah, it's still easy for your head to go down because you compare it to other yeah. times that you've been yeah. smashed. Yeah, the dog. Solid Dog Blues and Roots. We're talking with Ashcrum all about his new album and uh, all the processes that went on to get their new album called Mojo. Here's a track. Old Howlam Wolf thing. How many more years? era of the roots music kind of craze that came through in the um, you know early to mid noughties. Yeah. Um, and so we were in the exact same scene on the same ride, really. And um, you know, it, it was really funny because, like, sometimes I used to play like, you know, especially in the solo days when it was the, almost like the peak of excitement of like some big sold out rooms all the time and yeah. Um, not saying that's a boast or anything, but just like those kind of um, situations. And sometimes I'd come off stage and I'd just be, like Lloyd was saying, kind of flat. Yeah. And it's like you're compensating for something. It's really weird. It's like yeah. this reverse... I don't know what it is. It's like you're sort of linked. It's almost like it's a form of humility. Yeah. yeah. But it sort of works in a shit way. <laughs> well, that's right. You don't and, uh, realize it. Yeah, you can yeah. keep trying to. I always remember that Dylan quote. You know, um, you realize when you're on the top, you're on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. I, can, I mean, I, I can totally see how anybody at any level, playing stadiums or whatever, could go, come off stage going, "Oh, that was a shit gig tonight," or just if they have a really great one, go, "Yeah, well, it's not a big deal." Yeah, because also, particularly in Australia, we're encouraged to be humble, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like don't get too up yourself or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. wonder if it has a bad effect sometimes because, like, you know, you work really hard to, uh, you know, have the best career you can, <clears throat> and 
you know, as soon as it goes super well and everything's great, it's not as if you get off stage juggling, high-fiving <laughs> yeah. and going, yeah, this is epic! You know, you might do that the first time. <laughs> but you don't, you're not like going, this is so good! You know, you yeah. just sort of, it's just normal life. And then after a while, yeah, it's funny. You just, you almost compensate for it and almost feel more flat the better it goes. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was talking to Matt McHugh about that a lot in the in the book, and that was really interesting because he was saying in some of his most successful times, and they were, you know, quite regularly, you know, pulling 2,000 people a show and stuff like that. Yeah. And he was like, he said he was a nervous wreck. Yeah. And sometimes during that, like, feeling that he wasn't really worthy and he was a fraud and this and yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made it up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm fooling all these people, but they don't know. How did I get end up here? I think that's pretty common. I think that's pretty common. Um, and it's like, so funny because it causes suffering in people. And then, like Matt was saying, that with his music now, that things have calmed down a bit, and it's like now we're older. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, he, he was saying now our stupid little root scenes passed, and you know, now we're just making music. Yeah, and he feels better now, and he really inspired me because he was like, "This is where we become like, you know, like I don't know, Neil Young and Dylan and the Blues guys and all these legends where you see what you're made of, you know? Are yeah. you going to be a career musician who really pumps out the great stuff throughout your life, or you know, you're just going to, you know, take it lying down and sort of." give up now, you know. Um, That's right. I think all, all, the, all the greats uh, aren't, afraid, aren't afraid to change. I think that's the, that's the, the lesson. Um, all the greats always reinventing themselves, always changing. Um, you know, I guess people get stuck and uh, some people do and maybe that's where they want to be and their fans want them to be there. But um, certainly the ones that seem to thrive on it are the ones that change. But there, there you go. But so, so, what's the plans for the album? Uh, Ash going to tour around with it. Um, he's going to go surfing. What are you going to do? Uh huh. Less surfing than ever. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, but also fortunately, I, I, I feel in a good place at the moment. Like we're trying to. I just saw um, something going up on socials about a New York gig that I'm doing, and it was yeah. just so exciting to see. Those words back on the posters, <laughs> yeah. you know, overseas, like American gigs and stuff like that. Just yeah. really um, putting a lot more into my career, actually, yeah. than ever has. Um, for the fun of it, and I feel like that's that. And you know, we're we're having some really um, good press and good things come in at the moment. And my manager, who's way younger than me, he's like twenty six or twenty seven or something. Twenty six. Yeah, like, you know, we were getting all this good news, and he's like, "Oh, you're going to feel like you're 25 again." And I thought, <laughs> that's cool, and and he meant that as a compliment. I, I was like, "Yeah, that's great." And then I got off the phone and I thought, "You know what? I feel invigorated and inspired, but I don't want to feel like I'm 25. Yeah, I want to feel like I'm 40. I'm turning 43 soon." I yeah. feel like I'm 43 because this is the best period that I've ever had in my life. So, yeah, you know, and I want to, you know, keep learning and developing in my music and in my life for the next however many years I've got, which hopefully is 100. 
Yeah. Um, so I'm just finding that really, um, I'm finding that it's a really exciting phase of just learning and developing my craft every day. So that's, that's what I'm going to work on. We're going to tour. Yeah. To answer your question. Yeah. We're going to tour. We are going to tour. And yep. you know, we tour pretty relentlessly, actually, for a while. Yep. Is that, is that going to be, um, you know, the, um, the US market, Australian market, you know, you know, to go or just mainly Australia to start, or what's the plan? Australia to start, and then we're working really hard on getting it happening in the US. Yep. Um, so I'm actually going over playing a small showcase, but I have um, a, a new sort of team um, in New York, which is really cool. And uh, we're going to try and, you know, have my career to get on my music onto some Hollywood movies and stuff like that, that whole publishing side of things. Sure. And we've got some more friends in that area, you know, yep. so that's looking like that, the, the whole songwriting thing over there and going over to Nashville for some um, co-writes and stuff like that is going to be happening next year. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, Silly Dog, uh, listening to Astron World, tracks off his new album Mojo, and um, got a big story to tell, it's a great thing. Make some transformations. And here's a track called Whispering Voice with uh, Casey Chambers. now is going to be my music for the next 20 years. Yeah. yeah maybe it's it's if this book goes well, I'd like to write another one. So, officially, Ash Grimmel is now a musician. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah, a frothing musician. Before that, you know, I, I put a lot into my music out of passion and that's yeah. where I was, but I didn't put anything extra. Once I got I didn't really put. I look. I'm working in the studio and and gigging, but I don't know. A lot of that extra um, headspace that is required to keep improving your craft, that just you know, 
that never happened. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a different. Yeah, it's a different, it's a different discipline, thing. isn't it? Yeah. You know, like I used to find because I grew up being really into guitar and reading guitar mags and all that, and you know, I love the guitar and that that was my thing. And so once I got into my career, I thought, ah, it was too much me. It was like, ah, that's boring. I just play whatever guitar, go into a music, you know, go into a music shop, buy, you know, standard Les Paul and take it to the gig and play it. And, you know, I didn't really nerd out on any gear or anything, really. I just, I just play them, you know. But yeah. now, it's like those sort of things, guitars, pedals, practicing, all of it. It's just really special to me now. Yeah, yeah. It's more of a craft. Yeah. It's so fun to dedicate yourself to your craft. And, you know, it can be bloody model trains. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. If you give yourself to your passion, the feelings that you get back, it just rips you out of any rut that you're in and you just get really excited about life. Yeah. Um, and that's how we want to live. You know, that's, I think it's a human thing. It's probably what makes us different from the other animals in the animal kingdom. They're content to just roll. But we're not. We, yeah. We want to keep learning. And then when we stop learning, we just feel like something we're stifled. We're, we're living a life half-lived when we're not developing. So that's what's got me excited. Yeah. Well, look, thanks for your time, Ash. I really appreciate it. And um, it's great to hear, um, i use a cliched term, uh, your journey. <laughs> um, but it was a certainly a great, a great record, and um, I'm looking forward to getting hold of the book as well. And, um, yeah, cool. And uh, really wish you well uh, in this new chapter. I'm, really, I'm using a lot of cliches, so, so, so forgive me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I can see, see things uh, uh, t- take a turn, and... Um, well, you've always been fantastic. I mean, you don't need me, me to say that, but um, I'm certainly uh, everybody's been looking forward to where you're going to go with all this. And um, so we wish you well with it. Thanks very much. Time for a uh, head down, bum up. Another couple of years of hardcore practice, and I hope I can come up with something. <laughs> something yeah. Good. <laughs> we'll see how we go. Yeah, no, well, we're looking forward to it. And. Um, Jose, wish you well. Um, hope we can catch you uh, one of the gigs around um, in Australia. Um, one other thing, you're not going to Europe at all? I have been a little bit over the past couple of years, and I'm keen as mustard to get back to Europe, but my team is sort of like, now let's work on America from Yeah. And, and then branch out into America, uh, sorry, into Europe from America. Yep, so yep. Sort of, you can... You can you can you can do everything, but not all at the same time. <laughs> oh, that's so, right, that's right. Yeah. And, um, so, someone's got to have a strategy, as they say. Um, yeah. Some people's strategies go to Europe and then go to America, and some people do it the reverse, but who knows? I'm, I'm, I think I'm, you go wherever you, wherever they'll have you, and then if they build, you, you keep working it. But um, we'll just see what happens. Yeah, no, it's great. Well, look, thanks again, uh, Ash. Really appreciate your time and uh, telling us that, that story. It's a great story. Um, and um, yeah, we wish you well, and um, hopefully we can catch you around uh, one of the gigs pretty soon. No worries, thanks a lot.
you've been listening to the uh, Ash uh, Grumwald on the Solid Dog Blues and Roots interviews and um, we go out with a track from the Mojo album it's called Going Out West an old Tom Waits thing that uh, Ash is known for this time with Kim Wilson You can get hold of uh, Ash Grumwald's uh, material on his website, uh, Ash Grumwald. Just uh, Google it up, uh, Turnhouse, and get uh, you see the gig list there, and uh, grab hold of his book uh, about surfing and playing music. A lot of interviews there, and if you like um, what Ash had to say about a lot of stuff, get onto his own podcast uh, called Soulful Conversations. You can get it on all the podcast uh, outlets and syndicators and uh, downloaders and all those sort of things. Soulful conversations. Um, Ash Grumble talking to a lot of good people. Let's go out with the end of this thing. Um, on the dog, Sonic Dog, Blues and Roots. Hey, this is Ash Grunewald and you're listening to the Salty Dog Blues Show.